0: said, but I was hindered by the devil, or I was was just hindered, and we know that if uh, there's something that God wants us to do, and we're hindered from doing it, that it's not God doing it, amen, it's the devil. And, uh, but I also believe that sometimes we can just hinder ourselves, amen? So we, you know, the the devil will hinder us, but then also just because of whether it's our ignorance, or uh, we're not uh, thinking about the things of the Lord, we can hinder ourselves, and part of the way sometimes that we can hinder ourselves is when we don't wait on Him. Amen? When We try to move past and forward before uh, God wants us to move forward. And so the Lord has been putting us on my heart and it, it goes together pretty well with this morning's message. Um, just how there's times that we hinder our, our, our God's plan for our life by just trying to push forward anyways. And no matter what our intentions are, um, it's not right, because we always want to be in the center of God's will. Amen? And uh, <clears throat> there's times that, that he wants us to wait so we can get direction. Amen? It's like when you have a flashlight in the woods, the flashlight only goes so far. You can only see so far. It's the same thing with God's plan for our life. Sometimes we can only see so far, because if we we're able to see any further, we might not like what we see we might not be ready for what God has in store for us. Because every single day we want to grow. No matter how old we are, no matter how, many, how long we've been a Christian, every single day we want to grow in the Lord. Amen? Every single day we're learning things and we're taking on new experiences that we haven't done before. right? And so if we get ahead of what God, where God wants us to be, then we're going to be um, outside of His will. Outside of the flashlight, amen? The Bible, will talk about it, but the Bible is a light to us, amen? It's a lamp to our feet. And so we want to stay in the middle of God's will. And so when I say waiting on the Lord, I don't mean that he's late, right? When I say, you know, when you think of waiting sometimes, like, oh, hurry up. Uh, You know, you're just waiting, we're going to be late. No, God's never late, amen? So when I talk about us needing to wait on the Lord, it doesn't mean that he's late to the party but it means that we might be early we might want to do things before they want to be done i remember when when god called me to the ministry in 2008 and i just wanted to do it right now i just you know i i I didn't think about quitting school or anything but but i wanted to you know my my plan was to go to rhema uh bible training center that's where my dad went that's where his dad went and my mom went there and and i think my grandpa's uh my my grandma went there and stuff and That's where I was was set to go. And I remember uh, I I had it all planned out when I was going to graduate. You know, I was just going to go straight to Rhema. And I had to come up with the money on my own, though, and everything. I was like, well, you know, God's got a plan. It's all going to work out. And, uh, you know, some things happened. Um, I didn't end up doing that. I went back home, and I looked back, and I praised the Lord that I didn't go right away. Um, because I think there's some things that the Lord wanted to teach me over the last 13 years um, that I would have not experienced. I wouldn't have learned if I would have just done what I wanted to do. Now, was the intention good? Of course it was. I wanted to be in the ministry. Amen. I wanted to serve the Lord um, full time, like we all do. But I wanted to. I wanted to be a a, a career, I guess. Right? I wanted to you know, preach from the pulpit, and I wanted to do the background stuff, you know, praise the Lord, I, I kind of knew a little bit what my dad went through with, as being a pastor, so I knew some of the background things that happened, <clears throat> and I just thought I was ready to go. And uh, when I didn't go right away, I was bummed, but what the Lord taught me just through the years is just patience. It's just, I kind of thought to myself, well, why do I need to go now? Okay. Um, my grandpa was, was a little older when he entered the ministry. And the Lord just kind of kept telling me, just, you just wait. Just wait on me. Well, I'll give you opportunities. And you, you, you go through the doors when I open them for you. And I said, okay. And so, and so we did that. And like I said, I had great intentions, but I wouldn't have been in God's will. Right? We want to be in God's will when we, when we do anything for him. So it's not that he's late, but that sometimes we're early. Habakkuk two, two and three from the amplified says, "Then the Lord answered me and said, "Write the vision and engrave it plainly on clay tablets so that the one who reads it will run. For the vision is yet for the appointed future, uh, future time. It hurries towards the goal of fulfillment. It will not fail. Even though it delays, wait patiently for it, because it will certainly come, <clears throat> it will not delay." And so, what I really believe the Lord was saying is that, that I have this plan, there's this vision that you need to write down, and if it hasn't come yet, it doesn't mean that it's being delayed, but I'm waiting for it to be fulfilled. Okay? And uh, maybe there's a promise the Lord's given you that hasn't come to pass yet. Maybe, maybe there's something that He's put in your heart, that He's stirred in your heart, a vision that you've written down, that a goal that you've written down that hasn't come to pass yet. Um, again, he gave back the vision, and he basically said, "Maybe you think it's delayed, but it's not delayed. I will bring into my timing." Amen. Maybe it's a skill. Praise the Lord for Levi learning the guitar. Amen. And 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 cultivating that. Sometimes the Lord just wants to cultivate things in us. Amen. Sometimes um, you know we need to. There's a there's a time and a season for everything in our life, right? Um, there's things that, that maybe I could do or want to do um, that would take me away from you know my family or you from your family, but I have four kids at home. I'm not going to do that now, right? No, because this isn't the season to do it, okay? When we wait on the Lord and when we pray and we seek him first, we understand the difference between um, being overzealous and being the right amount of zealous, amen? Because sometimes we can be overzealous, right? Sometimes we can, we, we see what we want and we just, we just want it. Um, and we get blinded to the other things that are going on. Uh, just an example, you know, small example, but, uh, I got a text message on my phone from uh, Verizon the other day and, and it said that I'd been selected for a survey and to win, uh, or to get, uh, free AirPods, which are like $400. And I thought, oh, cool. And, uh. You know, so my mind was on these AirPods. I was like, "Sweet, all I got to do is take a survey and everything." And so I took the I took the little survey they wanted to do, and I got to the to the part where I'm supposed to get them, and they needed a credit card. And Angeline's like, "Are you sure it's not a scam?" And I thought, "Huh." And see, I, when I worked at Dictronics, I was the one who went through the emails to see and and take out the scam emails so that we wouldn't get a bad lead or anything like that. And I thought, "Wow, I was so blinded by." <laughs> by these AirPods, and thinking that it was actually from Verizon, that I didn't even think that it was a scam, okay? Um, In our life, when an opportunity comes up, and we just jump on it before even thinking or praying about it, it may be a scam, right? It might be something that we're not supposed to, maybe we're supposed to do it, but not supposed to do it now, right? Um, So when we pray, and we wait on the Lord, and we, you know, maybe it's a decision you have to fast, or you have to you know, whatever it is, if they don't if, if an answer is not needed right away, then don't, you don't have to give the answer right away. Amen. Because we can only have I in my opinion, you know, and, and the Bible talks about having peace, but when we wait on the Lord, peace will come. Amen. If anybody you know, I think about, you know, you know, a lot of you know, people that um will scam call or you know, spam calls or emails or whatever. It's always, you have to do it now, you have to act fast, it's going to, it's going to end, you have to do it now, 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 and don't give you time to think. Well, one thing about the Lord is, is, He's not going to push us, right? It's going to be in His timing. So, if something happens, quickly praise the Lord, if it's from Him. I remember when I went to Ghana, and, and Sepha had asked me, we'd known each other for just a couple months, and he said, hey, you want to come to, come to Ghana? And I thought, wow, and, and so... Um, I prayed about it for a couple of days, and I had a piece to go. And but it was like, yeah, we're leaving in like four months. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, but I had a piece, and so I I did the paperwork for the visa and passport. I've never done anything international before, but it was just like boom, everything just went in order so smoothly. And through that, I knew that the Lord had ordained this trip. Now, if He had said that and I didn't have a piece to go but I tried to push it through anyways, well, that wouldn't have been right, right? Um, things probably wouldn't have gone as smoothly. I wouldn't have, not that everything that the Lord wants us to do goes 100% smoothly all the time, but I would, there would have been something that the Lord would have continued to tell me, don't do it, don't do it. And if I was just bullheaded and just said, no, I'm going to do it, and not listen to him, then I'd be out of his will. No matter what we're doing, even if it's for, if it's for the Lord or not, we can do something for the Lord, but be out of His will. Amen? So, so the thing that we're doing is the will of God, if we're preaching the gospel. Um, but, if we're not doing it in His timing, we're still out of His will. Amen? So, even if He gives you something, but it's not for late until later, it doesn't mean it's delayed, it just means that He's, he's uh, working together in His timing. I remember, too, when we bought our house, uh, just... It's almost been four years now since we, since we bought the house, and, and, uh, but I remember just going through different houses, and we could only afford a certain, amount of, you know, a certain amount at the time, and all the houses, you know, we have four kids, all the houses that we looked at that uh, were five-bedroom and in our price range were just not very good, and, uh, but again, me, sometimes I can be impatient and I can just, I just want it now. And so you'd look at a house and you think you're trying to be positive about it, but really you're just making excuses why you should get it. So we'd go to a house and, and uh, you know, you'd say, well, you know, um, one of the houses had a basement. It was just basically a hole in the ground. I mean, it was just terrible. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things like, well, you know, there's only a couple of big spiders. Nothing nothing major. you know, or something, You know, and it's just like I was pushing so hard to get into a house that i wasn't stopping to think about where does god want me amen and uh but i remember when he told me we were in a particular house and it was okay but it had been rented in the past and they were just looking to sell it for home and you know how sometimes rented places are uh not not great sometimes and um and so we're going through it and uh and the Lord just kind of spoke to me, and I, and again, I was pushing for it. I was with Janine, uh, Angelina, and I were, and, and the Lord just kind of stopped me and said, "Why are you going after your Ishmael when I promised you your Isaac?" I thought, "Wow, it was just it was just completely clear like that," and uh, I thought, "You're right." And so from from then, I mean, it was really an amazing transformation, just my whole thought process when it came to big decisions. And I remember when. You know, again, like I said, just because it happens quickly doesn't mean it's out of God's will. I mean, the house that we're in now, we looked at, at it on uh, April 10th, 2017, and we moved in May 9th, 2017. So, less than a month, we were, we had looked at it and and moved in. But I remember um, when I was trying to push for a house, everything was like, I would like take off work to go meet with... Uh, with with uh janine or i'd take off work to go meet with the mortgage guy and and uh i was just doing things like yeah i can meet really early in the morning or really late at night it just wouldn't fit my schedule nothing was really flowing but i remember when we got this house it was like the lord just said okay you do things according to the schedule that you have i said okay and uh so i called the guy that we were doing the mortgage through and i said hey uh when can you meet and he said in two days you know, and 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 my flesh was like, No, we need to be now, we need to be now. And uh but I was like, Okay, yeah, two days, um, that sounds fine. Or maybe it was he wanted to meet on the Wednesday and I said, Well, that's not gonna work for me with church and just work and everything like that, so let's meet the next day. And but just everything like that. And and everything went according to our schedule and we got I mean, just unbelievable things that just would never happen. They paid cash for the place that we we're in. Uh we were the, the guy that we were getting the house from, the realtor that was selling the house that we were going to live in, was the same guy that was working with um, the guy that was buying our house. And so we didn't have to schedule any of the closing dates or anything like that. He took care of all of it because he was representing both of them. <laughs> and just some amazing things. And I thought, that was pretty easy. <laughs> when we do it God's way, it's a lot easier than when we do it our way, isn't it? Yeah. Amen. Amen. I learned something that if something doesn't happen right away, it's not the end of the world, right? I mean, we, you know, yeah, in, in eternity, our life is a vapor, but, but even if something doesn't happen right when we think it should, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Amen? The Lord, The Lord, even if we miss an opportunity, the Lord will give us other chances. Amen? Not that I'd rather miss an opportunity than to go forward right away, but I'm just saying... You know, a lot of times the Lord wants us to be patient. He wants us to wait. He wants us to pray and, and do things that uh, glorify Him, preach the gospel, and then He'll bring things along. Things that we can see, oh, yeah, this is definitely God, the will of the Lord. So, when, what happens when we go ahead of God is we make mistakes, we get out of His will. Psalm 119, 105, again, it says, You're a, a lamp, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Amen. So, if His Word is His will and you stay on the same pace that God's on, you're always going to have this light in front of you guiding you to your next decision. What happens if you have, if you have a, a, you know, the lamp under the feet, light under the path? What happens if God's here and I'm out in front? I can't see very well, can I? If it's really dark and He has the lamp and His Word's the lamp and I'm out in front of Him, uh, I'm not going to be able to see very well. Amen? If I get ahead, I'm going to be walking blindly. I won't be able to see the pitfalls and the different things, the branches that are in my way, the rocks that might make me stumble. The footing isn't as sure when you don't have light to guide you, and you might not know what direction you're going. Right? And that's one thing with the Lord is in when we stay in His will, He's always going to give us and show us the direction He wants us to go. He's always going to um, be right there with us, encouraging us, building us up, right? But when we get out of God's will, we're saying, what we're really saying, maybe not out loud, but what we're really saying is, I don't need you. I can make this decision on my own, okay? And we know that the Holy Spirit's always with us, amen? He's always guiding us. He's always leading us into truth. And for, uh, Proverbs 3.5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. And all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. So when we acknowledge the Lord in our decisions, in our actions, in our words, when we acknowledge Him, He directs where He wants us to go. And I thought on this before, just about how as we mature as a Christian, we realize that our path isn't really our path, but it's His path. Amen? So we might think we're rocking on our own path, but as we mature in the Lord, and as we really understand what He wants for our life and His will for our life, then we're saying, Lord, I want my path and your path just to be the same. I want it to be one path, and it's your path. Amen? Amen? And so he'll direct you. When we put the word of God into action in our lives, he'll direct us through it. And we see it with Abraham. Abraham has promised to have an heir out of his own body. Amen? The Lord says, he says, well, how about my servant, Eleazar? And he said, no, it's going to be out of your body, that your heir is going to come. And so Abraham said, "I, okay, okay. Well, then my my seed but not sarah's you know not sarah's egg i'm gonna do it my way right and so what happens sarah comes in and says how about my mate hagar i'm getting old you're getting old let's do this thing you know the lord's promised you an heir from your body didn't say anything about mine let's do this thing and what happens so abraham gets with hagar and they have ishmael right and so but sarah says and abraham says that seems like a good idea to me Let's do it, right? And we might think. So later on, he has he has Isaac with Sarah, and we might think, well, how did that really affect Isaac? You know, so Isaac was still born, and he saw descendants through Isaac, and everything was good. Um, but Abraham's getting ahead of God changed everything. If we go to Genesis 16:10, it talks about who Ishmael is going to be, and the angel of the Lord said to Hagar. I will multiply your descendants exceedingly, so that they shall not be counted for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are with child, and you shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has heard your affliction. He shall be a wild man, his hand shall be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all of his brethren. And who knows what religion claims Ishmael as their father? Islam, right? Yeah, Islam. And has Islam and and the Jews and the Christians ever really gotten uh, along? No. In fact, Islam is one of the is one of the biggest religions outside of Christianity that will you know will persecute and murder and behead Christians, right? And so we see that there's this one decision, and you know, praise the Lord that maybe our decisions aren't as big and drastic as this. But still, one decision to go ahead of God changed the entire landscape of the whole rest of humanity. Right? (laughs) Amen. So things still do happen when we're out of God's will, but we won't like the result, usually. We serve a faithful God, though. A God who looked past our mistakes. Am I getting uh, a little echoey here? I feel like. He'll look past our mistakes. The Bible says... Love keeps no record of wrong, and he'll help us get back into his will. Amen. When we, when we trust in him, and we, and, we have, and we say, okay, Lord, I'm going to wait on you. I'm not going to go ahead of you. And if, even if we do, we say, Lord, I'm sorry. I want to get back into your will. He'll help you do it. He's not going to leave you out there. Amen. When we find our way back, he's going to help us get back into his will. But he looks past our mistakes. I love that. You know, the Bible says love keeps no record of wrong.'" So even when we mess up and we say, Lord, I'm sorry, I thank you for your forgiveness, it's almost like, you know, he's just like, okay, I forgive you. Let's move on. Let's move on from here. Let's get back to what I want you to do. Amen. And a lot of times what he wants us to do, if we stay open to him, is what we're going to want to do too, right? He's not going to put us in a position where if we don't have the right attitude and the right heart about it, that we're just going to flat out not want to do it. No, if we have a heart towards the Lord about anything that he's asked us to do, amen, and we choose to have joy and we choose to have peace no matter what the circumstances, we're going to um, appreciate what he's called us to do. We're going to appreciate our ministry, and we're going to enjoy our ministry. Amen? Hallelujah. So you serve a faithful faithful God, but, but... Abraham is a good reason why we want to wait, amen? why we want to be patient, wait for God's timing. Hebrews 16:13 says, For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessings, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. And so you look at this, I mean, it's amazing, you look at the, the New Testament in Hebrews, and it's almost like the Ishmael thing didn't happen. He said, Nope, Abraham patiently endured... And he obtained the promises. Amen. He will restore things in our life that were broken. He will restore um, and and he will cancel out maybe mistakes and things we've done in the past that we tried to get ahead of God. Amen. When we come back to him and we say, no, okay, I'm going to be patient this time. I'm going to wait. Amen. I love that. It says that that, talking about Abraham, he had patiently endured. And we would say, knowing what happened, we'd say, no, he didn't. What does God say? No, God says, no, he patiently endured. Amen. He got back into my will. <laughs> he obtained the promise. We can always get back into his will. Amen. We're never, we're never too far gone to not be able to get back. And when we are, then we inherit the promises of God. Right? We're not going to inherit promises outside of his will, but we're going, when we come back and, and when we stay in his will, we're going to inherit the promises. Maybe we're not, we might not see it right away, but we will inherit. That's what the Bible says. And if we skip back to Hebrews 6.12, the Bible says um, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. I believe you have to have faith to have patience. Amen? Because if I'm, if I'm, not, if I'm not patient with what God is trying to do in my life, well, I don't have much faith that he's going to do it, right? If I think I can do it and go on my own, it doesn't feel like I have much faith. So if we have faith and stay patient, we inherit God's promises in our life, and the same thing applies to to where we go and the things that we do. Um, I think I got the wrong verse in James. I put James four sixteen. I think I got the wrong one. Sorry about that. Um, but there's a there's a, a scripture that talks about um, don't. Um, don't go and say, I'm going to buy and I'm going to sell. I'm going to go do this and that. And in a year, I'm going to go to this place and do all these things. Um, but what we should say is, if the Lord wills, I'm going to go buy and sell. If the Lord wills, I'm going to be here or there. mean, I know it's in James somewhere, but I'm not, I can't remember the actual verse. 4.13. Okay. Maybe, maybe I, I think I meant to put James 4.13 through 16. I'm just going to get it because I want to read it. <clears throat> um. Amen. So we can, we can and we want to stay in his will. Amen. We can and we want to do exactly what he's called us to do at the timing that he's called us to do it. Yeah, James 4.13. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, make a profit. Whereas, do you, not, do you, not, or whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It's even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away and said you ought to say if the lord wills we shall live and do this or that but now you boast in your arrogance all such boasting is evil therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it to him it is sin i think that what's interesting is verse 16 that it says but now you boast when we do things and we say we're going to do this and this and i don't care what happens but this is what we're going to do we're being arrogant we're boasting that we can do it ourselves we don't need god to do it right but now you boast in your arrogance, all such boasting is evil. We don't want to be so arrogant where we can say, no, I know what God, I don't need to talk to God about his will for me. I'm just going to do it because I know exactly what he wants. No, we want to talk to God, amen. We want to talk to God about his will for our life. We should talk about him, talk with him about any decision that we want to make, amen. Because he is the lamp into our feet. He is the light into our path, amen. The Bible says again in Proverbs, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, All your ways acknowledge Him, and He directs our path. Amen. So we don't want to be arrogant to think that we don't need God to make decisions for our life. We don't want to have our life planned out to the point where we don't allow the Holy Spirit to move in it, right? So if if I say, all right, you know, I'm 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 in Brookings, but in 20 years I'm going to go over here, and then you know when I'm 65 I'm going to have this nice retirement and everything like that and I'm trying to make all these plans without consulting God, what am I doing? I'm being arrogant. I'm, I'm, I'm boasting that I have it all figured out, I have it all planned out, and nothing's going to derail my plan. But God's saying to us, right? He's saying, no, ask me. I, you know, want, want my plan for your life. We want to want His plan for our life. Amen? Yes, there are things I'd like to do, but I still want to be in His will. Right? You know, the, the life that we live right now, it just said it, that it's a vapor. What is our life? It's a vapor. It's, it's a very small amount of time compared to eternity. And so we can say, I want to have fun in this life. I want to do the things that I want to do in this life because, you know, I, I don't have very much time. Or we can say, no, I want to do what His will is because it's not very much time. Because I know what the reward is if I stay in His will. I know what the reward is if I allow him to lead me. The reward is eternity in heaven. The, uh, the reward is, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's what I want. Amen. What, what I do in this life, um, you know, preaching the gospel and being a Christian and, and encouraging people and different things like that, that's all I really need to do. Yeah, there's other things that I want to do, but when I think of eternity, the things that I want to do, how much... Um, How much stock does that have in my whole eternity? Well, not very much. And I'm not saying that God doesn't want us to do good things and have fun and do things like that. But I am saying we don't want to put it ahead of God. The things that we enjoy, we don't want to put ahead of God. We want to do it with God. Amen. Because he has things. He puts desires in our heart. He wants us to have fun and enjoy life, but on his terms. Amen. Not on our own terms. Isaiah 40:29 says, He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall, shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles, they shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. So when we meditate on God's word, we build up our strength, right? When we wait on the Lord, we build up our strength. Amen. Maybe maybe it's for a journey that he has for you that is going to take a lot of strength. <laughs> but when we stay in his will, and we wait on him. Amen. That's when we're at our strongest. It's kind of like, um, you know, like I, I use the analogy: if we're if the Lord has the flashlight of the lamp and we're out ahead, um, not only are we not in the light, but we're out by ourselves. Well, there's strength in numbers. Amen. So when we when we connect with the Lord, or we, when we stay with Him and we stay on His path, well, then we're stronger anyways, just because two is better than one, but then not even to mention that we have the Lord Almighty on our side, <laughs> amen, who has infinite strength, right? But well, we build our strength for what He's called us to do. One thing we don't want to do is burn ourselves out not doing His will. The Bible says, do not grow weary in doing good, but also... If I am if I think I'm doing something for the Lord, but I'm out of His will, and I'm working, and I'm working, and I'm doing things tirelessly, and I'm, well, what am I doing? I'm burning myself out for what He actually wants me to do. I mean, He gives us strength to do things according to His will, right? What I mean is, when we do ministry things, and the Lord says, I never told you to do that, um, then it's like, oh, okay, well, where do you want me? I mean, there might be, again... The Lord redeems time, right? He can redeem the time that we've lost. But if we're going to exert energy and strength, we're going to do it for the will that he has for us, his will for our life. A good example is Acts 16. Paul and his ministry, work, or his missionary work here. And, and I've used this verse a lot, but I think it's really good. Now, when they had gone through um, Phrygia in, in the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, and they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So by passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. Verse 9 says, And the vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after that he had seen the vision, immediately sought to go to Macedonia, and concluding that the Lord has called us to preach the gospel to them. And I think of if Paul would have went to Asia. And he would have done this great work, this great ministry. And it would have been a great ministry, right? But if he would have went to Asia, but the Lord wanted him to go to Macedonia. Well, what happened? He spends all this time and effort and money and all these things, resources, to do something. Yeah, that's great for Asia, but not what God had called him to do. And so we see the Holy Spirit not permitting them to go to Asia, not permitting them to go to Bithynia, but then giving them a dream as they waited, as they prayed, as they continued to seek the Lord as the path that he wanted for them. And he to gets a to dream that, hey, come over to Macedonia, help us. And they concluded, this is the Lord's will. And what happened? Did the Spirit permit them to go to Macedonia? Yeah, right? He permitted them. Why? Because it was his will. God's will was them to preach the gospel, but for whatever reason, they weren't supposed to do it in Asia. Right? They weren't supposed to do it in Bithynia. But they were supposed to do it in Macedonia. So, as, as although they would have been in the Lord's will just by preaching the gospel, for whatever reason, he didn't want them there. He wanted them over here. He wanted them in Macedonia. And I do know that both Philippi and Thessalonica were in Macedonia. So, you know, think of the two, you know, the, the three books of the Bible, right? First and Th- second Thessalonians and uh, Philippians that may not have been written if he would have went and done what he wanted to do instead of going and doing what God wanted to do. Amen? The last thing I want to talk about just when it comes to waiting on the Lord and being patient is um, how it helps us not to be anxious. Okay? And uh, my mom, she always used to sing when I was being impatient when I was younger. I think I might have said this before, but she'd sing this song and it'd go... uh, be patient, be patient, don't be in such a hurry, because when you're impatient, you're going to start to worry. Remember, remember that God is patient too, and think of all the times when people had to wait for you. And I always, that always stuck with me, and I sing it to my kids as so, well. Thank you, thank you very much. Um... But, again, when we're patient, okay, and we, and we resign to that, okay, because when we're, when, we're, when we're patient, we're in peace. When we're impatient, we're in, we're in anxiety. Amen. Right? So, Matthew six twenty five says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you're going to eat, or what you're going to drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, all of his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven... Will he not much more clothe you, you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, "What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear?" For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Okay. So we want to have clothes to wear, right? We want to have food to eat. We want to have water to drink. Okay. And I know right now, in you know, a lot of a lot of different nations. It's not like they can just go to their wardrobe closet and pick out the outfit that looks cute on them, right? They can't just go to their their closet and say, hmm, do I want to match in blue today or match in red or match in black or match in white or whatever it is, right? So, what do they do? Well, Christians, what do they do? They wait on the Lord. They trust in the Lord. They say, I don't know maybe where my next meal is going to come, but I'm going to trust in the Lord, I've heard stories, and I know, you know we have missionaries that, that we support, that have gone through tough times, that have had little to nothing. What happens, the Lord continues to sustain them. Amen? The Lord continues to provide for them. And in our life, the Lord is going to continue to provide for us when we lean on Him. The Lord is going to continue to sustain us in any situation that we go through. So instead of being anxious, we want to do what Philippians 4.6 says. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So, when we're patient and we, when, and we, we don't, um, any anxiety that we have, anything that the devil tries to put on us as far as worrying, we're not anxious for anything, but we pray about things that we need, and we make requests to God according to his will. What does it say? It says the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Amen. So that's the other aspect. That's another aspect of waiting on the Lord is this peace that comes. Okay. And uh, again, the world's going to try to pressure us to do do whatever they want us to do. Okay. And uh, a lot of times, if we just if we run into something without thinking, there's no peace. It might be Gentlemen, might get anxious, you might get worried, but God says, no, just wait on me, okay? Not that I'm late, but don't be, don't be early, right? When we're early, okay, well, you know, Pastor Dave would say we want to be early, but you know what I mean, early according to the will of the Lord. <laughs> to church, be, be early to church um that's opposite right if you're late to church there's anxiety and worry If you're early there's peace right no but when according to god's will for our life amen just be patient okay it's such a simple message it seems like something that's like you know it's easier said than done and that's true but when we resign ourselves to the will of god and we say i'm not going to worry about these things i'm just going to sit and i'm going to pray and when god tells me to do it i'm going to do it your life's going to be so much easier it's going to be so much better Things are going to go so much, um, you're going to go so much further in the word, amen, in the Lord. And so I just encourage you uh, tonight, um, if there's a big decision that you're going through right now, and it feels like you have to make the decision right now, even if you don't, just wait, just pray. Just get to a place where you have peace about whatever decision is. Because one thing about decisions that we might make in our life, we might be faced with a decision that, it's not like a good and bad, right? You know, I mean, if there's a, a good decision and a bad decision, they're clear. Well, then we know what we want to do. But a lot of times, the decisions that we that we face, either one could be fine, right? We think like like, well, this one would be good and this one would be good. What do I do? But when we wait on the Lord and we and we wait for that peace, then we're not just going to make a good decision. We're going to make a God decision. Amen. We're going to make the decision that He wants to make instead of us. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. Well, Lord, we just thank you for your word tonight. We thank you that we can dig into it and that it is a light to us, Lord, that we don't need to see way out in front of us. We just need to see the next couple steps that you want us to take. So Lord, I just pray and I just declare a blessing on everybody here tonight. I thank you for peace that passes all understanding and all knowledge in people's lives tonight, Lord. Any decisions that need to be made, Father, I thank you that you can um, speak to them and relay what you want your will is for their life, Lord, that, that they're on your path, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for the peace that just, again, passes all knowledge just to run over them, Lord. And just even as they go about their week, I thank you for opportunities to minister the gospel. I thank you for um, opportunities to for restoration in families, Lord, for pay raises and finances, Lord, for health. Father, I pray and declare health on anybody that's feeling sick, Lord, it doesn't matter what going around or viruses or anything like that. Lord, you are our physician, and we believe in you, Lord. We just give you praise and honor. Thank you for being here tonight and teaching us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Well, you guys have a great week. And if you need to pray, you can come up. Otherwise, you are dismissed.